clerical establishment's legitimacy. Lucy Fielder from Reuters has more. Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei casts his vote, the first to do so in all Iran. He has called it a religious duty. Iran's rulers need a high turnout to repair their legitimacy, damaged by the unrest, which is why Iranian activists and opposition groups are discouraging voters, distributing the hashtags VoteNoVote and Election Circus widely on social media. Imprisoned Nobel Peace Prize laureate Nargis Mohammadi, a women's rights advocate, has called the election a sham. Hardliners have dominated Iran's parliament for more than two decades. It wields little influence since Khamenei determines issues like foreign policy and the row with the West. Lucy Fielder from Reuters. Dozens gathered outside the Egyptian embassy in Beirut on Friday to express solidarity with Palestinians in the Gaza Strip and call for Egypt to permanently open the Rafah border. VOA's Rick Pantaleo has more. The protesters chanted slogans that criticized Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi. Ciel Davos was among the protesters at the rally. We're here to protest the occupation, genocide, Palestine, Gaza. It's been going on for five months. Specifically, we're protesting Egypt's complicity in the in the genocide. So, so showing solidarity with Palestine from Lebanon. Egypt has long restricted the flow of Gaza Palestinians onto its territory, even during the most brutal conflicts. Currently, humanitarian aid in coordination with Israel enters the Gaza Strip through Rafah, and some patients needing medical treatment leave the besieged enclave using the crossing point located on the border with Egypt. Rick Pantaleo, VOA News. For additional stories 24 hours a day, visit voanews.com. This is VOA News. The Pope asks an aide to read his speech aloud for him, raising further concerns over his health. AP correspondent Karen Shamus reports. Pope Francis, who has been unwell with the flu, has asked an aide to read out his speech at a conference in the Vatican. The pontiff has said that he has not yet fully recovered from his ailments. The latest move has raised concerns about his ability to continue as the head of the Catholic Church. The 87-year-old pope handed his speech to his aide, saying, I still have a cold and I get fatigued after reading for a while. Francis, who has been hospitalized three times since becoming pope in 2013, began using a wheelchair and cane to walk after suffering knee trouble last year. I'm Karen Chamas. Chinese Vice President Han Zheng has pledged to provide more opportunities for foreign companies in China as the government tries to restore confidence in the world's second largest economy. Han told an audience of American business people in Beijing on Friday that the government would continue to open up more industries to foreign investment and create a market-oriented and law-based international business environment. Officials of the American Chamber of Commerce in China portrayed his appearance at an annual chamber dinner as a positive signal that the government is serious about addressing the concerns of U.S. and other foreign companies. The judge in Trump's classified documents case is expected to set a trial date during a crucial hearing. AP correspondent Jennifer King reports. It was scheduled to begin May 20th, but U.S. District Judge Aileen Cannon has been signaling that may get pushed back. Federal prosecutors led by Jack Smith requested July 8th. Defense lawyers countered with August 12th, but say there is no way to hold a fair trial before the Republican National Convention in July or the November election. Trump denies any wrongdoing. He faces 40 counts on charges that he willfully retained top-secret documents at his Mar-a-Lago estate, urged his lawyer to hide records and lie to the FBI, and enlisted staff to delete surveillance footage. The Florida trial date has taken on added significance after the Supreme Court announced it would hear arguments in late April on whether Trump as a former president is immune from prosecution in a separate federal case charging him with scheming to overturn the 2020 presidential election. I'm Jennifer King, 
Kenya and Haiti have signed agreements to try to salvage a plan for the African country to deploy 1,000 police officers to the troubled Caribbean nation. Kenya agreed in October to lead a, a UN-authorized international police force to Haiti, but the Kenyan High Court in January ruled the plan unconstitutional, in part because of a lack of reciprocal agreements between the two countries. Kenya's president, William Ruto, said in a statement Friday that he and Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry witnessed the signing of the reciprocal agreements between the two countries. It was not immediately clear how or if the agreements could circumvent the court's ruling. You'll find expanded coverage of world news and events at our website, voanews.com. I'm Alexis Strope, VOA News. Right now, BOA 1.